The incident has left him scrambled. The U.S. strikes back, killing a member of the Islamic State. world Welcome to Planet Rage, the intersection of insanity and madness. Here are your hosts, Larry Blydner and Darren O'Neill. I still can't get enough of John Fletcher's guttural rage. My thoughts exactly. He screams that out. I love it. This is Planet Rage episode eight. That's um, the intro of intros, baby. That thing is so good. It Mm. is. You know, there's a lot of podcasts and I've done them before where you just go and you grab a snippet of, well, it's got to be all of the creative commons music now. Otherwise, you'll get sued. You know, a lot of people don't realize that they think because you've heard for years, guys on the radio and gals. Oh, don't want to misgender using those little snippets of songs like Rush Limbaugh famously used the Pretenders riff. That's not free. You can't just grab a riff and and use that over and over and over again without getting uh, called out, paying some fees and paying some royalties. And so it's really easy when you're doing a podcast to just forego that. But Mm. if you're lucky and you know people who are really talented when it comes to music and screaming from uh, like John Fletcher is, that's that's where I go. He's got yeah. that little hog story show that he does with Carolyn Blaney, hogstory.com. People should check that out. It's a great show. It's the smoker. You've, you've been on it. It's a very, it's wonderful. They're terrific. It's a relaxed show. It's less, yeah. less rage. It's the opposite of rage. <laughs> That's right. It's very, it's a good decompression. Yes. Thing. Yeah. So how are yeah. things in the beautiful land of Kami, California? You know, uh, just about uh, the usual, you know, there's uh, tents everywhere. Ooh. Camping you know, season. Syringes crunch underfoot when you walk down the street. It's it's nice. You know, it's autumn. <laughs> <laughs> That's how you know autumn it. In LA. The seasons change. Yeah. Yeah. And there have been so. stories, you know, and cops are taking heat for not doing anything, but I think that's because people don't understand how this whole system works. The cops don't do anything in LA and New York because the people in charge tell them not to. Whether it's specifically telling them not to or, you know, we bring in the same drug abusers 20 times a week and they just keep getting kicked back out with no Mm -hmm. repercussions. And why would you keep doing it? Right. Right. And it is a planet that we have dimension A and dimension B when you follow the media. And we've got some clips that'll show that. But when you watch things going on, everything from walgreens closing a bunch of stores out in california especially in the san francisco area right where the i think it was cnn or msnbc i saw coverage on one of those that was like you know trying to disprove the the unsubstantiated narrative that they're just moving out because of all of the thefts that are going on 
And it's amazing when you look at how anything is covered today when you can't get a straight story about anything. That's true. And I don't know what the solution is. Chicago, before we get too far, four killed, 20 wounded. Congratulations over the weekend in Chicago. That's a light weekend. Usually you tell me I'm here in six, seven, eight. So four is to drop. Four is low. And, uh, you know, it's okay. It's, uh, I guess people are getting ready for the, maybe they're doing their Christmas shopping already because they're afraid they're not going to be able to get the presents for the people that they love for the Christmas season. But the story this morning was Colin Powell dead at the age of 84. Mm -hmm. And the stories are showing complications due to COVID, Mm -hmm. which doesn't really tell the whole story and there was one of the guys from fox news that put up a tweet and then deleted it which i hate that about twitter i do hate the you can post something and then delete it because that's like the ultimate and just allowing people to start an argument egg people on and then and then pull that back (laughs) you know i I don't really like that but one of the guys on fox immediately was like Oh, and he was fully vaccinated. So this really should have us questioning the efficacy of the vaccines. And it's like, well, there's a lot of reason from the data that's out to question the efficacy of the vaccines. But in Colin Powell's case, he was 84. He had blood cancer, which, you know, that's that's a kind of a bummer for your immune system. That's uh. You know, and so it's like you're not telling the truth. And, uh, you know, the article here on Fox, uh, the death should serve as a wake up call for eligible adults to receive the vaccine booster. And then it's like, well, we don't know if Colin Powell had the booster. (laughs) So it's like, well, that, you know, you're pushing a narrative that has nothing to do with this poor guy losing his life, Mm. which, as you know, any elderly person who has a compromised immune system and having blood cancer will totally (laughs) screw up your immune system. If they get a bad cold, they Mm. could die. Sure. You know, it goes into pneumonia and that, but this is where it's like, it's absolutely insane that we can't get a straight out story without even waiting five minutes after Colin Powell's dead to be like, "Ah, well, let's use his death to push a booster. You know, and I don't care which side of the aisle on if this people are also like, oh, well, maybe the vaccine killed him. It's like, no, you're all morons. He had blood cancer and he was 84 years old. It's just insane. Well, I just hope he finds wherever he goes. I hope he finds those weapons of mass destruction. <laughs> He's been looking say. for him. <laughs> He's been looking for him. And he took a lot of heat and he deserved that heat. He, he did. I, I watched that thing and I, you know, when he, his PowerPoint presentation for, you know, Bush and it was, it was like a joke. It was, I think it was like a bit. <laughs> like this is a bad snl bit. joke <laughs> yeah it was so ridiculous it was just mind-numbingly goofy but that is yeah. i mean i know this has been going on a lot longer but that whole thing kind of was the true kickoff i think of the whole fake news and all of this crap that we've dealt with ever since because you know it's it's nice and easy to try to point to bush and be like well he was a moron it's like but His top advisors told him this top advisors and government leaders from other major countries 
had the same intel. It was all wrong. And I don't think we've ever got an explanation of how all these people were so wrong. But was it Intel or was it manufactured? Right. We so, don't really know. Uh, I, well, my guess is it was bullshit because like I said, I saw his, if it was something, you know, even remotely legit, I think it would have come across, but in somewhere, somebody has a, has a you know, recording of that presentation. That Powell did. It was, it was, it was almost like the only thing missing was, you know, Legos and little plastic soldiers. <laughs> See, now, that would have been like, cool. Yeah. It was like, what the fuck? It was a, just the dumbest thing. I mean, and I, and I remember seeing that they, like, they, they want us to believe this. What? <laughs> really? It was crazy. It was just crazy. Yes. And then we search and we search. And then there were, of course, the stories and you can find quite easily the conspiracy theorists on all sides of this stuff. But if you remember back then, it was like, oh, well, they had enough time to to hide all of these weapons and, and move them into Syria without right. the satellites seeing or maybe this truck here was it's like it was all guesswork. It was nothing concrete there was you know this was the story of geraldo going into al capone's vault it just lasted longer right <laughs> you <know>? yeah <laughs> it was because you know geraldo <laughs> poor guy he opened the vault on live tv and it was like what em- empty oh jesus and yeah. when it came to trying to find the weapons of mass destruction in iraq that that ruse went on for a long time yeah well, maybe we'll still find them. Maybe they're here. Maybe they were hidden. Maybe oh. if they were hidden, then Saddam Hussein should have never been found and his kids. Because if they were that good at hiding things, they would have never been found. True. But it, it was a circus. It's, it's always a circus, isn't it? Yes, it is. <laughs> it is absolutely always a circus. And when it comes to weapons of mass destruction, though, what did you think of China? Their new rocket system they just uh, sent out. Uh, into the uh, into the ether and circled yeah, the globe. The they'll completely uh, loop the uh, the globe, and then uh, I don't understand why. What's the point of having anything go once around the park and before it hits its target? Why does just go direct? I think this was their way of saying nobody's out of range. Oh, okay. So this is, I got you. And it moves at five times the speed of sound. I believe was the. Uh, it's like mm-hmm. wow. That's mm-hmm. uh, that's something to be concerned about when we're. When we're taking our military budget and cutting it, uh, hmm. you know, I don't know. China, they're the ones who uh, were at the forefront of this virus that everybody's dealing with. Yeah. And, uh, you know, now they, they have, have weapons. To, they have to nuke us. They just have to stop making all the crap we buy from them. I don't <laughs> I know. It would be nice. And there, you've seen some people that have been pontificating about that, which is, we need to become a China-free country. And it's like, that's never going to happen. No. It would be nice. But for that to happen, you know what the people in America would have to do, Larry? Work! Yeah. They would have to stop taking the money from the government and sitting on their ass. And you'd have to be able to start opening up manufacturing here again. And we did a little bit of that under Donald Trump. I mean, don't get me wrong. Donald Trump had a whole bunch of issues, but he seemed to know how to steer the economy in a way where everybody benefited. I know everybody was really pissed off that the rich people made a lot of money, but the poor people were also making a lot more money. So where is the where's the bad part of that? Why do we need a solution, which is, you know what? We want the, the poor people to make more money. 
but we got to screw the people that are rich. We got, that's the only way this works. Well, sure. Sure. You got to, you know, skin them out and tack their hide to the barn to make everybody smile. So right, you got to have somebody to point to. Got to have a trophy. Yeah. That's <laughs> we beat that. We beat them. And they're still so afraid of Donald Trump. It's, uh, it's kind of sad, but I brought an audio clip of somebody that I knew would just annoy you because I mean, you said I like to push your buttons and that's the whole point of planet <laughs> rage. So, uh, I saw Adam Schiff. Uh, yeah. I mean, that's the reaction I have too. When I see that guy, yeah. I have this visceral reaction. I mean, for those of you who haven't been following the news or living under a rock, Adam Schiff was behind pretty much all of the Donald Trump, uh, Pushes for impeachment, all of them have been shown without any reasonable doubt to have been witch hunts with nothing behind them. Yes. But he's still standing behind that. And the question that he asks here is one that I always ask of the other side, which is why this caught my attention. We play the clip here. One of the most frequent questions I get from my constituents and others around the country is, do the Republicans really believe what they're saying? What do they say when they're in private? So, okay, here's Adam Schiff going, oh, well, when I run into people all over the place, they ask me, what do Republicans think in private? No, nobody's ever asked this guy this. Never. This yeah. is a Barack Obama-ism. Yeah. Because he used to do that a lot. You know, I ran into yeah. Sally Muckenfutch, and she sent me a letter, and she asked me this. <laughs> and he's like, you know there was never a letter. Of course not. Of course not. But this is Adam Schiff, like, oh, people ask me what the Republicans really think, like, this is putting this out there. And of course, when you're on CNN or MSNBC, I think this was MSNBC, or maybe it was with Tapper on CNN, that they just assume that everything the other side is spewing is a lie. And as much as I would like to totally rip that as a concept, there's a lot of people on the right who think everything CNN and the Democrats put out is a lie. And one of those two may be true, which one is now a question of having proof and finding out. But let me let little Adam uh, go on here. Okay. Uh, and uh, and in this, this story of this chance meeting on a plane with Kevin McCarthy and uh, his going off to completely misrepresent a conversation. You can see how duplicitous uh, so many of my colleagues are. Uh, and someone like Kevin McCarthy, now that conversation actually was in 2010. It was long before Donald mm -hmm. Trump. Um, but uh, he was really made for an hour like this when his party is led by someone who believes the truth isn't truth and you're entitled to your own alternate facts. It's okay. Truth isn't truth and you get your own alternate facts. That is what Adam Schiff says about the Republicans. And if we were really a clip show and we had hours, I would be pulling the clip right here that Bill O'Reilly just showed the other night, which was Hillary Clinton saying that Donald Trump didn't really win. We're questioning the veracity or the the, uh, the truthfulness of the election and the results. And then we had Al Gore saying the same damn thing about his election. It's really interesting. The Democrats are fine with the dimension of maybe the elections have been stolen from us. But when the other side does it, well, well, now, Larry, how dare they? How dare they even consider that our democracy's elections might be compromised? 
Yeah. Well, the, you know, the question I think probably most people ask Adam Schiff when they meet him is his constituents is which psychotropic drug gives his eyeballs that 50 yard stare all the time. <laughs> what is he on? That's the question. I think people want to want answered. Got to be something good. He does uh, have the, uh, the the. Now, if you, you were to imagine running into a rabid New York City sewer rat. No, not Nick, not Nick the rat. But if you were to run into like a, if you were down there in the tunnels and you come across a a New York City sewer rat that had been, you know, just sucking down all of the heroin and all the other drugs that have been coming through that, uh, you know, sipping through the sidewalks, the look in that creature's eyes would be what I would imagine what I see from Adam Schiff. (laughs) That's the same kind of little beady eyes and just like he might explode at any minute. He's definitely medicated. There's no no doubt about that. Heavily. If he's not, he should be. Yeah. So. But he continues on here. Because, I mean, again, this is dimension A, dimension B, that how dare the Republicans think that maybe the election wasn't on the up and up. Uh, And in my view, there's nothing more corrosive to a democracy than the idea that there's no truth. And you cannot allow someone with that little regard for the truth to get anywhere near the speaker's office. So, yeah, no, that's the worst thing for our democracy. Again, roll the tapes of Hillary Clinton and uh, Al Gore and Nancy Pelosi and all these that were questioning the election when it was benefiting their side. Yeah. Well, one might, you know, in in the service to veracity and truth, one might ask uh, Schiffy. Um, to please stop calling our form of government a democracy. It's not. It's a republic. <laughs> and all of his peers seem to make that same error. It's kind of frightening. But yeah, they do it. They don't know the difference between a democracy and a democratic no. republic. No. Which, you know, again, this is important if you're going to make the case that there is no truth, because you can't have truth if people don't understand the facts, if they don't understand the reality, and that's whether it's politics, whether that is science, it all is the same thing. If you don't understand the system, you can't really make a legitimate statement. If you don't understand something, you probably don't want that person's opinion. That's why when you need surgery, you go to a doctor that's been trained and tested to do that one thing. You don't just pick a random guy off the street and like, oh, geez, my gallbladder needs to come out. Uh, hey, dude, can you can you help me for a minute? You know, well, but- in the old West, you just go to a barber. They do that, too. <laughs> you do with a razor to take care of you. Right? Yeah, barbers used to do a lot of really weird of stuff. Surgery. <laughs> yeah, there was a lot of bleeding going on. And uh, bleeding. you know, yeah. that, that was that was an interesting time. I'm glad we've moved on from that. But Adam Schiff doesn't move on. That's the problem. Uh, if yeah. Kevin McCarthy were to become speaker, then functionally. Donald Trump would become speaker because Kevin McCarthy would do anything Donald Trump told him to do, no matter how wrong or unethical. Uh, and we cannot allow that to happen. Uh, so, uh, look, I, I think the midterms. Now, here, right here, you've just totally said this guy will just do illegal things if somebody else tells him to. Mm-hmm. This is somebody else that is in the government. How, how this should kind of. Uh, be maybe censured maybe this is the kind of thing that should then go under a committee to be like you know if we're talking about truth when you go out and say something like that i mean that is a uh 
that's a pretty serious deal. I mean, how would you like if somebody said, well, you know that Larry Blydner, uh, he'll just do anything somebody tells him. It doesn't matter how illegal or crapping stupid it is. He'll do it. It's like, that's true. Those voices in my head, I always obey them. <laughs> how many are there? Have you, have you ca- ever? <laughs> I can't. I can't. I, I'm tired of count, trying to count them. It is hard so. to get a count, I tell you. Yeah. Uh, very much in a, in a real, not, not uh, intangible sense, democracy is going to be on the ballot. And will democracy win real quickly? <laughs> yeah, uh, democracy will win. And, and the reason why I'm hopeful and, and optimistic about the future is because there are millions and millions of Americans <laughs> who love and cherish our democracy and our proud legacy. Uh, and they are far more numerous, those who are defending our democracy than those who would tear it down. See, and I think he believes that. And that's the scary part for me is that Schiff doesn't think he is the person that I think he is. And he thinks Donald Trump is that guy. You know, it's a very, again, I get it. It's dimension A and dimension B. And uh, yes, our buddy Omaha, is this Biden's sound guy again? This is what I don't understand, Larry. We've been doing this COVID thing for a long time with people working from home. And we have right. people in the government. I, there was some very interesting stuff John Stewart said in an interview that I was thinking of clipping for today's show, but the sound was even worse than that. And John Stewart's a professional audio professional. He mm-hmm. has done shows for years. What I want to know is how are you and I two schlubs with podcasts able to speak over the internet in a way that sounds crisp and clear <laughs> and all of these guys on CNN Fox, it doesn't matter. Sound like they're in a cave. That is odd, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> is it? I mean, I think at the beginning of this, Adam Curry on the No Agenda show postulated that it was being done intentionally because it, you know, it showed a difference. It showed a break. It showed, you know, maybe the seriousness of what's going on. You know, I don't really understand why, or maybe they, you know, this seems to, uh, I think one of the other points Adam had made was, well, they're seeing how many people are getting traction with YouTube and Twitter and TikTok videos. And those all sound like crap. So maybe sounding like crap, Larry would give us more yeah. gravitas to our right. Some authenticity, thing. having shit audio. Yeah. Makes it make it sound more immediate. I get it. Yeah. Strange, well, but maybe could true. Be. Could be. Because yeah. otherwise I don't get it. It seems <laughs> to be something that they could fix. Yeah but they don't want to. So yeah, yeah. dimension a dimension B and Superman. Oh my God. Superman. Yes. Now, not only is he not fighting for truth, justice in the American way, mm-hmm. Superman is now fighting for truth, justice and a better tomorrow. Well, uh, okay. Because the American way is bad. I get it. I almost understand if you're trying to take Superman and turn him into a, uh, worldwide thing i mean maybe because the the united states i thought they were only bad under george bush remember they were bad under george bush but once obama came in everybody around the world was going to respect us again and then trump got in well that was bad now biden's in so you would think the world would respect america maybe not but it's now truth justice and a better tomorrow because you know if you want to sell superman in china you probably don't want to talk about the american way that i get Yeah, yeah that i get but that and the new Superman, which is Superman and Lois Lane's son, I guess, in this comic in D.C., is bisexual, mm-hmm. which you know, I don't really care about because I wouldn't buy the product. But this, again, is stuff that is aimed 
primarily, I think, still at kids. I mean, I know there are older folks who read comics, but I think this is still something that is uh, just going overly woke. And DC was in trouble of almost going bankrupt already when they tried to redo all the stuff and had things like I think it was a black Spider-Man or black Superman. And they tried to change this and this to pretty much woke eyes, all of their characters. And that didn't work. And this seems to be still going down Mm. the same path. Yeah. Which leads me to believe there's a lot of people involved in this stuff who have no interest in making money as much as they do just pushing an agenda. Yeah. I don't know. I, you know, I never got into uh, comics very much and which is why I guess I'm not a fan of Kate movies either. But, right. um, you know, <laughs> well, yeah, they're all they They follow a formula. Yeah. There's no question about that, but the formula used to be pretty simple, which is the good guy wins. But now if the right. good guy's old and white, then they're bad. But, uh, yeah. now something I'm sure you will have an opinion on is the hubbub. Have you followed this at all? Have you heard this? The, Hooters Shortsgate. Have you followed what's no, going on with the Hooters? To me. With the Hooters Shortsgate. Okay. Yes. Uh, I guess. And well, there's a couple things I've learned. One, which is the original Hooters is the one that controls all of the Hooters restaurants here in the Chicagoland area and I believe in okay. Florida and somewhere else. And they are not part of Shortsgate. This is only affecting the Hooters that are outside of that control, which I think is a good portion. I think it's actually a majority of the Hooters restaurants out there. So you're telling me that what the, the franchised Hooters aren't, aren't a part of this. Is that the, the ones that are owned by the original group aren't the franchise seems to be the ones that are doing this. They're doing this, this short skate thing. They have released new shorts that, uh, as there's been a few videos on TikTok as the one, Waitress showed it no longer. The shorts don't really have a uh, bottom to the shorts. It's more just a crotch strap. Whoa. Yeah. So, so Hooters should not should be like Hooters and butts or something. Yes. Not just. Okay. Yes. And it basically looks like a slightly raised up towards, you know, towards their like midriff uh, Mm. bikini bottom is what they're showing as rather than shorts and that's how they're worn but the most interesting thing to me was it <laughs> and a millennial oh it's now hooters and cooters yeah maybe that's they could <laughs> totally change the name of the restaurant yeah. you got to have it both ways but this and a millennial this is your guys are the problem at least allegedly when it came to the article on this in the daily mail and i understand the daily mail in journalism not don't really go together, but it was pointed out that there was a report done in 2017 that showed that millennials I'm quoting here. This was from business insider. Millennials are less interested in breasts than their elders. This, according to adult website, Pornhub revealed what people between 18 and 24 we're searching for 19% less likely at that age to search for content with breasts. So millennials like butts, I guess. Hmm. Interesting. 
an interesting shift. I mean, I know this seems really frivolous, but it's an interesting shift in uh, in the way we perceive the world, I guess. So how is this uh, redesigned uh, garment for these chicks caused a, uh, you know, some controversy? What are people pissed about this or happy or what's the take? Of course, there's some people that now say they will never bring their children into a Hooters, which okay. is fine. Mm-hmm. I never thought of it as a kid play. I mean, I've never been in a Hooters, but it, it occurs to me that it's probably probably not, you know, for the McDonald's crowd, I would think. You know, no. it's not bad. I mean, the way it had been, it's basically just a little, uh, as they say, a little tacky was always the way they went at it. And of course, they have faced lawsuits over the years because when you only want to hire attractive young women, right. then that's an issue they did open up some restaurants i guess and one of them was in chicago i don't even remember this happening if it's still around that they opened up an offshoot just called hoots that also had male staff which i don't know you know the same food but without the without the girls in the shorts and the tight uh, tank tops yeah which i mean hooters was the first Mm -hmm. of these restaurants and a bunch of them have come and gone since most of them have not done it well the yeah. you know the tilted kilts and the uh what twin peaks was another one there have been a few of these oh wow and what the hell I mean, have i been i've missed all these <laughs> yeah where have you been southern california damn i never yeah. heard of any of these things yeah there was a whole I'm thing i'm surprised there hasn't been a you know like a chippendales version then right for for women you like, would think so would you would think right you really would yeah. because you you want to be if we want equity that would be important. We'd have to cover both sides. Yeah. And maybe that's it. Hmm. You walk into the restaurant. It's like, which side would you like to be on? Yeah. Interesting. But what was I thought was funny is that you had some. And when people post things on TikTok, I usually you have to put it through your own filter of are they serious about this or are they just looking for views? And most of the time. I think a lot of times people are just looking for views and that goes for the people, even with some of the rage stuff that we've posted, I think they up it because they want to get the swipe. They want to go up the charts. They want to go viral and all that. So I get it. Yeah. But there were some of the waitresses that were like, oh, this might make me quit my job. And there were other ones then that were like, I made more money since we switched to the new shorts. So I love the new shorts. You know, so it depends on. What side of this you're on? My wife's like, well, sex work is work now. So how can anybody complain about the right. attire? This is you get to decide. I mean, nobody's forcing you to do this. We're not in a socialist society yet where people are saying, oh, oh, Larry, you must put on bikini bottom and go serve food. I mean, we may get there at some point. And I don't know. Why uh-huh. I did my comic strip blogger voice, but that may be where we get to. But as of now, you get to choose where you work. And what you want to put up with. The bottom line is we're still living in a society where you get to decide if you want to work at that location, doing that thing or not. If you think the uniform is not something you want to deal with, then quit. Yeah. But some women, they're making more money with the new shorts. I mean, probably the ones with better asses than boobs. Just a guess. (laughs) Just a guess. Yep. But that's okay. This is uh, people can choose what they want to get behind which is why when it comes to all sorts of entertainment people decide with their dollar you know the Mm -hmm. david chappelle's of the world people want to cancel them 
But if people find him entertaining and keep going to his shows and buying his stuff, then he's okay. Yeah. You know, that's the whole beauty. People used to be able to make those decisions by deciding what they want to put their money behind or not. And that used to be a system that worked really well until we got into the super woke world, which is no, no, we can't even have that. If you offend me, no, no, you have to go away. Yeah. I don't get that mentality. I don't either, but I don't think it's ever, as long as there's social media, I don't think that's going away, you know, because if you think about it, people used to just vote with their, their, their ticket prices or their feed, or they turn the program on or off, whatever it is. But now thanks to Twitter, and Facebook, they can snipe from the uh, from the trees, right? Yes, and that's really what it's uh, what has enabled all this shit. Yeah, there was a clip of Chappelle that was like, "Well, you know, then they uh, dragged me out all over Twitter, and I was okay with that because Twitter's not a real place." You know, it's like, <laughs> yeah, really, he's right. He's right. Yeah. Why people give that much credit, you know, and believe what they see yeah. on the social media, just like we were talking about. When you can't believe what you're hearing from the talking head on CNN, MSNBC, Fox, doesn't matter which side of the aisle you're on. If you can't believe what you're getting from an official news source, why the hell would you believe some moron on a social media platform? Yeah, well, you know, it's pretty fascinating. I saw a clip of uh, Bongino who was in a shit fight over some cancellation attempt uh, recently. And he had an interesting uh, take on it. Somebody, one of his apparatchiks, I guess, computed um, that some of these people on Twitter um, tweeting tens, you know, tens of thousands of tweets over a certain period of time. And this guy said, you know, this person basically spends every waking moment on Twitter. Right. Or it's multiple people. Taking shifts or, or, or yeah, right. Whatever. But it's like, this is, this is, this is somebody who has absolutely no life. Who's the time to do this stupid shit. You know, their life is Twitter. And I yes. believe that a, a, a very large segment of the Twitter verse is those kind of people. I think that's true. Oh, I agree. And I think there are a lot that are just for hire. I think a lot are bots yeah. and uh, net Ned's pointing to uh, something Ch- Ch- uh, Channing Tatum said. That I also had pulled out, which I thought was just really, again, telling when it comes to how people look at this stuff, which uh, this is Channing Tatum's quote. And I wish I had him saying this because it would make for better audio here. But he said, quote, I understand that Dave Chappelle is a very dangerous person to talk about at the moment. I understand and hate that he has hurt so many people with the things he has said. That's how he started. And wow. at that point, I'm already checking out going, you get to choose whether somebody is hurting you or not with their words. Nobody should ever be hurt by words. This yeah. concept, again, goes all the way back to the when the bullying crap started. It is to keep people from being able to speak freely. We have the case now of the father whose daughter was raped in the school bathroom by a gender fluid student. And the DA wants prison time for him. This is a DA that's let some very dangerous people go. Mm -hmm. And no, 
It's like, this is so obvious how what is motivating these people that we have put in charge, that we have allowed to be elected to go after somebody for that, for standing up for his daughter, because, oh, my gosh, you can't say anything. This the kid that raped her is gender fluid. Oh, my God, he's a victim. And it turns out the kid was sent to another school. And guess what? He did the same thing again. Congratulations. Bobbing. This, this is, is nuts. America. Yes. This is the Adam Schiff America. I'm yes. <laughs> because you yeah. can't say anything without fear of being canceled, fear of people coming after you. There was a case this week of a woman who was raped on a subway train or whatever it's called in uh, Philadelphia. I don't know if it's above ground, below ground. And people just stood around and did nothing because this is the society we have gotten now. Wait a minute. Nobody bothered to. Uh record it with her iphone probably but nobody helped yeah oh no 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 it's, it's, no it's not help you record and then report but nobody steps in right because then uh, why would i want to get involved and i, I kind over. of understand that partially because then you're going to get blamed or whatever it is uh you know you don't want to be on the news or who knows but no. this is the society we have where it's no longer stand up for what's right not the american way anymore larry we're all going for a better tomorrow yes just like superman i don't get it (laughs) i don't and this i don't understand the oh well david Chappelle hurts people with his words it's like mm, what did he say specifically that you're taking umbrage with and even if you can come up with stuff it's like well nobody wants to talk about what happens when you start criminalizing speech this is they're why podcasting is dangerous. They're good with that, Tyron. Criminalizing speech. They're okay with it. They are. It is. It's like, <laughs> yeah, we can't. No, that's inconvenient. You don't want to hurt somebody's feelings. Right. And uh, Chappelle, the bits that I've watched, and I'm not a big consumer of his comedy, not because I don't like it. It's just I haven't really watched stand up since like the Sam Kinison era. Yeah. But he talked about a trans woman that was a comic that he lit open some shows. Well, she wanted to be a comic and she was horrible and she bombed. And then she went down, sat right up front and start kind of saying things when he was doing his set. And he's like, she was talking like somebody would talk to a television, you know, but she was heckling him. Not really. That was, he made the point. It wasn't really heckling as much as just kind of talking like he was on TV, you know, and she Hmm. was, and they start going back and forth. And he's like, the content was great. And how there were some people because, you know, she did like a 45 minute set and she was horrible. And of course, people are people and uh, not going to always be nice. And how some guy stood up and yelled something like, hey, you know, does the carpet match the drapes? And she said, all I got is hardwood or something like that. And uh, he's like, that broke the ice. And he's like, they went back and forth and that there were people that started going after him on Twitter as word of this, you know, what had happened at this performance had gotten out there and she stood up for him. And what she said, wasn't easy because the whole trans community, not the Mm -hmm. whole, but a lot of people, you know, allegedly a part of that community on Twitter dragged this woman through the mud and she ended up killing herself six days later. Ooh. So, I mean, this was really, you know, to me, this was a very powerful thing that, I'm just reading that, oh, he says all of these transphobic things and this, this, and this, and the story he's telling 
just like the news with Adam Schiff, what you're saying doesn't really compute with me because a logical brain tells you that he's trying to get a bigger point across here. Yeah. And this really was like, wow, that's, uh, you know, you have to think about what negative aspects people will allow the just nameless faceless. You don't know who these people are on social media. Letting what they say affect you is just such a toxic thing. And I don't know what the solution for that is because everybody seems to be addicted to being on their devices, being a part of the social media thing. Mm -hmm. And the few people that you hear that said, you know, haven't been on social media in a year or more. They're like, I'm happy. Oh, absolutely. There's been a lot of studies I've seen that uh, bear that out. There's no question. It's just, uh, it's a, um, it's a shitty place to be. What a place to spend time. I mean, the best meme of all was the one that said, life is short, so spend as much time as you can fighting with strangers on Twitter. <laughs> yes. You know, I mean, really, it's, it's, it's the most fucking idiotic thing. And as Chappelle said, everybody's, you know, it's, it's, it's this bizarro alternate, you know, digital world of shit. And people invest so much time and energy and into it. It's, it's just absurd. And regrettably, it's become, you know, um, a necessity. I mean, you mean, you know, political elections are fought and won on that battlefield, which is really sad, but true. Yes. And there was, uh, there was breaking news. I mean, I highly recommend if people really want to know what's going on in the news, one of the best sources, I should get a kickback anytime somebody goes and, uh, gets a subscription over at BillOReilly.com. But he talked about last week on Wednesday or Thursday how the uh, Mark Zuckerberg mm -hmm. gave about a half a million dollars to a couple different groups before the 2020 election and where that money went to mm -hmm. in Wisconsin, in Michigan, in Arizona, you know, all these places where the questions came up about the validity of the election and O'Reilly's like, you know, I don't think there was anything, you know, to the extent that people are saying with the voting machines, he's like, but what all these people were doing was going door to door. He's like, there's a reason why there's a law on election day that you can't have anybody from either political party or doing any kind of activism within X amount of feet of the polling place. Yes. You don't have that with the mail-in ballots. No. And this is where the difference was made. This is where, when you're looking at, how did all these votes just magically show up? And I don't know what happened because nobody knows what happened. If, you know, little Jenny Muckenfutch out in Madison, Wisconsin, who showed up at her door to help her fill out the ballot and bring it in? Mm-hmm. You just simply don't know, which is why mail-in ballots are uh, are a bad idea. But, uh, I mean, people, you got to do the homework. You understand you can't just spew out conspiracy theories and not have backings on whatever you're talking about because then you, you can't have an argument about it. No, I mean, homework is it's effort and and uh, all this shit um, tweets are, um, you know, ridiculous top line sound bites that give no in-depth knowledge of anything you know, to, to, to what your first comment at the top of the show about Colin Powell, you know, you read that, you read the Twitter version and then you get the truth. 
And they're very different things, but that's all that people want. They just want it short and sweet. And let me get back to, uh, you know, whatever the hell else they're doing. Well, that, yeah. And that <laughs> Other is, tweets. <laughs> that is the difference where journalism, right. they used to do great in-depth stories yeah. and exposés about things. Right. Now, if you don't get to the meat of the story, if you don't get to the punchline mm-hmm. within the first two sentences, they're gone. Yeah. You've lost. Sure. And that's a really bad way to deal with news that isn't, you know, if somebody, if you just want to know whether the uh, Red Sox won or lost, I can tell you that in two words. They won or they lost. Now, if you really want to know what happened during the game, you need to get a little bit more into the intricacies of what went on. And that's the same thing, whether you're talking about sports or politics. Yeah. But I mean, social media is a propagandist dream. Oh, yeah. And so. It's it's just so easy, just a tsunami of the same message pushed out again and again and again, and nobody wants to roll up their sleeves and go, let me look a little deeper in this. Okay, yeah, I believe that. And then they so. get to decide which posts you see, which yeah, posts you right. don't, Even more, right. yeah. which ones yeah. go to the top, which one, oh, yeah. just based upon their algorithms, which they yes. don't really want to to give you. I mean, this whistleblower chick, I mean, that was idiotic to be well if we would just get rid of that it's like when they're never getting rid of the algorithm they're never going back to giving you a chronological feed no which is what you get on mastodon which is why those feeds much more enjoyable you don't have anything deciding what should be the first thing you see you scroll down you read a few messages and maybe you missed a lot but Mm -hmm. who cares that's like you know if you and a bunch of friends I'll go to the ballpark and you get up to pee and you miss 20 minutes of the, you know, you go get a beer and you go to the bathroom, you get back. They don't tell you everything you missed. No. <laughs> you know, it's, there's a, uh, <laughs> but this is how uh, people think social media should be that. Oh no, we can't miss anything, but I digress. There is even anger when you go to the waffle house, Larry. Oh, isn't that something? not there's not even the it's not even like the waitresses are in booty shorts either (laughs) which uh i mean the food's probably better at the waffle house than hooters if i had to guess yeah i used to love hooters wings used to go there all the time when i worked Mm -hmm. at circuit city a company that's also now bankrupt we used to go to hooters for lunch a Mm. lot because well so were the girls really hot were they were they all you know smoking in hooters or what that depended yeah there were some that were more than others and uh but the food actually used to be good the wings at hooters used to be really good now i make them better at home in the air fryer not a question when it comes to the size not that that's a euphemism for anything uh beyond the actual just the wings that uh you know and they last couple times we went they were kind of dried out there's a place out here you know a pub just right down the street that's a you know, a one-off that does much better with wings. So, right. you know, Hooters kind of lost their way. I mean, they, they kind of just did business based upon the concept for a while, but the food was good. And then it's like anything else, you know, you're looking to make a little bit more money. You're looking to probably cut a few corners and they're like, well, are the people really coming for the food? And mm. uh, <laughs> they just they decided to find out by making the food crappier. There you go. <laughs> and the answer may have been no, but uh, this is a story you brought. And I thought this was also a very interesting look at 
America just from the regular guy level Mm -hmm. and what could possibly go wrong uh, anytime you walk into society and interact with people. Yes. But let me start this up. Also new tonight, some frightening moments for a customer after he says that a waitress at a Waffle House pointed a gun at his head after a dispute over food. Atlanta police confirm that they're investigating the early Wednesday morning incident. News reporter Eric Perry talked with that customer about the chaotic ordeal. So again, had a problem with food, and you have a waitress pointing a gun at your head. Have you ever had that happen to you, Larry? Not yet, but there's still time. <laughs> and um, what fascinates about this, I, I read, I think I said before we <clears throat> went live, um, I first saw this uh, story someplace else in a written form, and I read it, and I thought, hmm, this sounds uh, spurious. This sounds, there's something fake here. Because the guy, the guy said that he was a he was a victim of gun violence, that he'd been shot, that he'd lost a relative to it. So, so having this gun pulled on him, you know, whatever made him uh, was traumatized him. Right. I thought this sounds a little this sounds a little hard to believe. And why would she do this? And you know, there was very very little in the story from her side. In fact, almost none at all. She did claim that he he came out to further harass her about the complaints of his food when she was outside taking her smoking break. Right. And then the cops, um, where's the gun? Well, I guess she could have hidden that if it happened, but there were no witnesses, um, (laughs) (laughs) no witnesses. And, um, and the cops didn't charge her What the hell they uh, charge her with the aggravated assault. Um, but not, not the full, the full Monty of what one would expect for somebody putting a gun in someone's head in a restaurant, you know? Well, yeah. And if you're, if you're a waitress at a Waffle House, you have probably dealt with a lot of irate customers because that's kind of sure. like the Denny's and the IHOP. Sure. It's a 24-7 place, if I'm not mistaken, which means if you're working the shift where people are sure. coming in after the bars at 3 a.m., right? You're, you're probably dealing with something else. So I don't I have no doubt those waitresses are probably packing in the right areas. Yeah. I mean, just to walk from the restaurant to the parking lot is probably enough reason. Yes. Never mind with the customers. But yeah, I mean, anybody that's a shift worker has seen shit and is accustomed to it, you know, very quickly. Because that's when <laughs> things, as, as somebody once said, nothing good ever happens after midnight. And that's pretty true. Yeah. You know? so, yeah. Uh, and they said this was in the, you know, the wee small hours of the morning. But anyway, um, I, I interrupt too much. Let's hear uh, this customer tells me it happened at this Waffle House in downtown Atlanta, all starting over cheese eggs. He tells me the incident has left him scramble. Stop. <laughs> okay, that's why I love this clip. They work in every fucking pun they possibly can. It left him scrambled. There's more to come. Yeah. Oh, who, okay. Who is reporting on this? Because this, I want somebody send them some uh, love. That's uh, yeah. Uh, what's this dude's name? Let me see if I can find it here. The, it left, uh, left him scrambled. Shit. Uh, is it? Oh, here it is. It's on. It's on Fox. It was a Fox report on the local. Um. Um. Fox Channel in Atlanta, and the guy's name is Eric Perry. So props to Eric Perry. He's the uh, he's the on camera dude, and he's pretty funny. Yeah, whoever's so, doing, or if, if he's as writers, they should be. Uh, yeah, they should be doing a sitcom. Left them scrambled. <laughs> she 
would like shit blow my brains out. Candy Franklin says an argument with a waitress over food sizzled out of control early Wednesday morning. <laughs> Stop. Sizzled out of control. <laughs> okay. Now, this is good old-fashioned journalism. I'm digging this. They're taking we need more this. of this. More of this and less Adam Schiff. You know, yeah. Really. They're taking this yeah. story seriously, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> this is one of those things. Is this like you just get called to do the story and you're like, oh, I'm just going to have fun with this? Yeah. Why not? I like it. Yeah. Not, I don't have no cheeses. They got my cheeses wrong. First, they didn't bring them to me. Then they brought me some normal eggs. I said, well, I had cheese on. You know, I tipped them and everything. And um, it all was just a normal dispute over food. I would never in a million years think that it would come to gun violence. Franklin says it happened at the Marietta Street location in downtown Atlanta. He says a simple situation cracked out of control. <laughs> okay, cracked out of control. They're getting... They're, they're losing a little bit of the of the punch, but it's still it's still in the game. And uh, this was over cheesy eggs. And I can understand that because, I you know, I don't want normal eggs. If you can put cheese in your eggs, I will take those. Yeah. Cheesy eggs. And the guy's name, the the complainant, the guy who was allegedly the recipient of the gun to the head has the wonderful name of Candy Franklin. I mean, you can't make this stuff. <laughs> His up. name's Candy. Candy. His name is Candy. Candy Franklin. Yeah. Candy Franklin. That. Uh, yeah, that that has less street cred than he may like. Right. Let's <laughs> let this continue. See what they come up with after cracking. So I'm yes. looking down at my food, trying to make sure it's right. And um, I see people just running, you know. So that's when I look up and she had the gun at me like this. Then I was like, you tripping. You ain't finna do nothing. And she caught it back. So I'm like, well, maybe she is finna do something. <laughs> Man, telling me to turn the Rambo and try to get on the out of there. Atlanta police confirmed they are investigating the incident. He's just trying to eat some eggs. He looks, you know, look, why is everybody running? But they're, wait, they're, right. how were there no witnesses if everybody was running? Right. But then what's funny is, like I said, the written version, it sounded to me, I was the, the guy that I was expecting to find from the rich written version was completely different from the guy that's on this uh, video report. This guy's actually, he sounds like it's, he's having fun. He's laughing about it, right? He doesn't sound traumatized, no. does he? No, no, he does like, not. What the fuck? So it makes it makes him much more credible, right? Now I'm thinking, well, maybe this did happen because this guy comes across pretty real. This is kind of like the people doing the YouTube stuff. It's like in, yeah. the, in the TikTok stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Fearing for my life. Like I said, I had been shot before and I just lost a brother to gun violence. So all that went through my mind. A representative from Waffle House told me they have received a customer complaint and have launched an investigation. Okay. Well, that's good. We've received a complaint about a waitress pulling a gun. Right. And they, they, they did the right thing. They opened the investigation. Yeah. Well, they they missed one more pun instead of launched an investigation. Should have could have been whipped up <laughs> investigation. You know, but I like it. Nobody's more waffle yeah. house for me at all. As tensions boil, no more waffle house for him. Okay, so no, I like he he delivers that really well. No more no more waffle house for me, man. No. At all, yeah. That's uh, <laughs> yeah. I don't I don't know if this is a waffle house specific uh, problem. Uh, yeah, might just be Atlanta. Franklin, it's glad things weren't worse. They must got some good eggs and cheese now, you know. <laughs> yeah, never that serious, never. And I asked Mr. Franklin, what does he want to come from this situation? He says he doesn't want to see anyone behind bars, but he does want this waitress to be held accountable for her actions and punished. Of course, we'll keep you updated on the outcomes. In downtown Atlanta, I'm Eric Perry for Fox 5 News. Eric Perry, Fox Eric 5. Perry. Yeah. I don't job, know. Eric. 
if somebody pulled a gun on you in a Waffle House, wouldn't you want? I mean, okay, you want them punished, but you don't want. What are you going to punish them if they're not going behind bars? I mean, one, yeah. they're working at a Waffle House. Mm. Is that not punishment? That's a sentence, that's a sentence in itself, isn't it? Yes, I think it, so. Yeah. On the late shift, no less. Yeah, <laughs> but you're right. That is very telling. Also, that they could not get the waitress to comment on yeah. what happened. Yeah. So yeah, again, I'd love to see her take. Yeah. Yeah. Cause yeah. like a lot of social media stuff, you have one side mm-hmm. and uh, you really don't know what happened, yeah. but that was an entertaining story. We see that if I mean, people what? would watch the news for that. Right. I, I think they'd be happier. But I want to know, see what I like. I said, this guy seems like a pretty jolly dude. I mean, I mean, I was like I said, I was expecting somebody to be, uh, you know, a curmudgeon, some angry, you know, chronically pissed off customer. Um, But he seems he seems pretty like a nice guy, you know, which maybe 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 he was a monster at the Waffle House. (laughs) Nobody knows. Maybe he's, you know, complete schizo. But I'd like to know what what she said, what pissed her off, what brought her to the point where she pulled a gat and stuck it in his face. <laughs> people, people get mad when they don't get their cheesy eggs. You know, geez. Yeah, yeah but she, I mean, she was the one, you know, on the wrong end of that. I, I just, yes. it's, we're, something's missing. Something well, yes, missing. because his story is, I was looking down at my food. <laughs> right. At that time, the waitress is now pointing a gun at him. Yeah. Yeah, and it's a semi-auto because he said she racked a slide. Well, that was the gesture that he did. So it wasn't a pit, it wasn't a, a revolver that she cocked. Not that it any, makes any difference, but which also explains uh, why people were running because when you hear that sound in a waffle a, house, yeah, that's kind of a key, a cue to maybe take cover. You're right. Yeah, yeah, it's a cue that you might want to <laughs> uh, you might want to go over to the IHOP and finish your breakfast. Maybe yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Have never had such problems at a waffle house, but I've never been in one. Uh, no. It's the world that we're living in. I mean, we're seeing a lot of stories yeah. of rage in the sky when it comes mm-hmm. to pe- things people are doing on planes. It's kind of like, you know, having these lockdowns in this stuff that people forgot how to interact with other people. It's also now because you're seeing that certain groups seem to be protected from mm-hmm. being uh, punished for anything. So, I mean, if this waitress at the Waffle House was also uh, black, then there's never going to be any kind of repercussions. It's you're a victim. Now, if it was a white waitress that pointed the gun at the black guy, she'd be doing time. She'd be doing heavy time. It's a different world. You have to look at everything through a lens now. True. Truth is not black and white. It's uh, it depends. It changes. Yeah. It changes depending on who you are talking about and that is a sad thing no question about it also sad we work on the value for value model and we do nobody came in for this show (laughs) they'll be back next week i'm sure yeah they gotta get their rage on get that rage on planet waffle house fans they gotta tune in yes go to planet rage.show or if you're using a podcasting 2.0 app which you should try one out I mean, you don't have to break up with your app that you really love if it's not podcasting 2.0, but try one of the new ones out. And yeah. uh, if you are boost boost right now, it's an interesting yeah, concept. Yeah. Maybe a title for this thing is like from waffles to Hooters and back or something. <laughs> There's definitely a theme in here. Food. Yes. Fast food. Not so good food. Food in danger. <laughs> Ooh, food in danger. <laughs> yes. That's uh 
I like that concept. <laughs> you know, just don't pull your gun out at Hooters. And that's probably a euphemism that's going to be taken in, sure. a, in a completely <laughs> different manner. Um, but that's my great. wife always loved going to Hooters. She likes the wings cool. and, and fried pickles. And uh, so, I mean, it was always cool to have a wife that would like to go to Hooters, but it was really kind of bad when I'm like, yeah, but the food sucks. Yeah. Bummer. Yeah. When you can make it better yourself. Then, yeah, uh, I know. I'm lucky. My wife is a fabulous cook. And like we say, it's true. Whenever we go out to eat, it's just for the experience, for breaking the monotony, because nobody, I never get a better meal outside than I get at home. Never. Right. And that, that's so. exactly it. You're going out because it's like, oh, we just want to have somebody bring it rather than do the work and do the dishes. Yep. And uh, yeah, but it's okay. I mean, now, yeah. although you're still under now here, and I believe their mask mandates and all this, and nobody wants oh, to yeah. deal with that. I'm hoping that by, uh, you know, the holidays and moving on, that sanity can start regaining a foothold but uh i'm hoping dvorak's prediction is correct and by april it all sort of just melts away i think i i, I something in my bones tells me he's wrong but i'm really rooting for him to be right well there has to be a breaking point i think yeah and i'm surprised we haven't hit it yet but we're seeing it now in multiple places and kudos to the people in australia for one dealing with what's happened in australia kudos to the chicago cops who are like nope you know if they don't want to get vaccinated you can't force them to do so yeah i applaud the uh, cops that have gotten vaccinated and that was the right thing for them that's great and jeers to that cretinous judge who put a gag order on the head of the chicago police how about that for an asshole move Hmm? that is the epitome of uh hitler style management total hitler does that guy know he's an asshole? I mean, it's just, it's mind boggling. You shut up. We don't want to hear your, your opinion. I'm, I'm putting a gag order on you. Holy shit. Really? Yeah. But there was another judge that said, Jesse Smollett has to face charges. Hooray for that one. Yeah. You know, it's, uh, it is kind of like sports now. It is. You don't know what you're going to get. <laughs> Watching this stuff happen. It's like, you, yeah, you don't know which way it's going to go, what side it's going to come down to, but it is at least always entertaining. Oh, I would, yeah. It would be nice to have the political stuff get back from being entertaining to just people doing the job that they were supposed to do. Mm. But that is not going to change anytime soon. I did like there was a story, Illinois, they do all the gerrymandering uh, in order to redistrict everything, you know, to try to steal votes. I mean, if you ever look at some of these maps of oh, yeah. what, area people vote in and all it's some of these areas they're not exactly like they break them up into little rectangular or square areas they snake around and all this and Mm -hmm. it seems like the democrats in illinois are so bad at this that even the democratic uh, strategists that have looked at what they have just done with the new redistricting made a comment like it's like the democrats were trying to lose votes (laughs) because Mm. they did such a poor job Really? That, yeah, that there's actually huh. like multiple areas now where they're like would have definitely been Democrat. Huh. Now it's questionable. It might flip hmm. in the next election. So maybe maybe we could just hope for the people that are so bad that somehow yeah. got elected that their own stupidity will get them out. Mm-hmm. But that's probably too much to ask for. Anything coming up fun this week on that Larry show? Uh, um, you know, I I'm uh, got to say I'm uh 
flying by the seat of my pants at this point. But, Ooh, but uh, that's fine. When- stop by Wednesday. I'll, I'll have something. I promise you. That's how I always do it. You never yeah. know. Because it's you always like know. if I try to plan something and then I go, it's like, oh, well, something else happened. Yeah. And that needs to be talked about. I was a day early last week. So, uh, oh, that's nice. I'm never early. <laughs> well, you know, the wife switched her day off. So ah. I was like, I may as well get this done. Good when, move. When, yeah. Get it in early. Because I always surprise people with early. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. It's when the shows don't show up that they get kind of sad. But uh, we will be back next we Monday. Will. I think there'll be more rage. Oh, there's a guaranteed. If anyone has on forever, as we know. Yes. If you have a suggestion, if you have a clip, send them to us at rage at planetrage.com. You know, I think that we have a few people that can bring the rage out there. I have no doubt. And we would love to hear it until next time. Later, everybody. See ya. The U.S. strikes back, killing a member of the Islamic State. Oh, world 